0: CHAPTER 116. JE VOUDRAIS ETRE A LA TOUR, PENDRE A LA TOUR Eiffel. Blaise Sondrard. I didn't know where 7 Avenue elysee Reclus was, and I didn't dare ask the driver, because anyone who takes a taxi at that hour either is heading for his own home or is a murderer at the very least. The man was grumbling that the center of the city was still full of those damn students. Buses parked everywhere. It was a scandal. If he was in charge, they'd all be lined up against a wall, and the best thing was to go the long way round. He practically circled Paris, leaving me finally at number 7 of a lonely street. There was no Dr. Wagner at that address. Was it seventeen, then, or twenty-seven? I walked, looked at two or three houses, then came to my senses. Even if I found the house, was I thinking of dragging Dr. Wagner out of bed at this time of night to tell him my story? I would ended up here for the same reason that I had roamed from Port Saint-Martin to Place des Vosges. I was fleeing. I didn't need a psychoanalyst. I needed a straitjacket, or the cure of sleep, or Leah, to have her hold my head, press it between her breast and armpit, and whisper soothingly to me. Was it Dr. Wagner, I wanted, or Avenue elysee Reclus? because now I remembered." I had come across that name in the course of my reading for the plan. Élysée Reclus was someone in the last century who wrote a book about the earth, the underground, volcanoes. Under the pretext of academic geography he stuck his nose into the mundus subterraneus, one of them, in other words. I ran from them, yet kept finding them around me. Little by little, in the space of a few hundred years, they had occupied all of Paris and the rest of the world. I should go back to the hotel would I find another taxi? This was probably an out-of-the-way suburb. I headed in the direction where the night sky was brighter, more open, the Seine. When I reached the corner, I saw it. On my left. I should have known it would be there, in ambush, because in this city the street names wrote unmistakable messages. They gave you warnings. It was my own fault that I hadn't been paying attention. There it was foul metal spider, the symbol and instrument of their power. I should have run, but I felt drawn to that web, craning my neck, then looking downward, because from where I stood the thing could not be encompassed in one glance. I was swallowed by it, slashed by its thousand edges, bombarded by metal curtains that fell on every side. With the slightest move it could have crushed me with one of those mechano-paws. Latour. I was at the one place in the city where you don't see it in the distance, in profile, benevolent above the ocean of roofs, light-hearted as a Dufy painting. It was on top of me. It sailed at me. I could glimpse the tip, but I moved inward between its legs and saw its haunches, underside, genitalia, sensed the vertiginous intestine that climbed to join the esophagus of that polytechnical giraffe's neck. Perforated, it yet had the power to douse the light around it. as I moved it offered me, from different perspectives, different cavernous niches that framed sudden zooms into darkness. I was at the one place in the city where you don't see it in the distance, in profile, benevolent above the ocean of roofs, light-hearted as a Dufy painting. It was on top of me. It sailed at me. I could glimpse the tip, but I moved inward between its legs and saw its haunches, underside, genitalia, since the vertiginous intestine that climbed to join the esophagus of that polytechnical giraffe's neck. Perforated, it yet had the power to douse the light around it, and as I moved it offered me, from different perspectives, different cavernous niches that framed sudden zooms into darkness. To its right, in the northeast, still low on the horizon, a sickle moon. At times the tower framed it, and to me it looked like an optical illusion, the fluorescence of one of those skewed screens the tower's structure formed. But if I walked on a little, the screens assumed new forms. The moon vanished, tangled in the metal ribs. The spider crushed it, digested it, and it went into another dimension. Tesseract. Four-dimensional cube. Through an arch I saw a flashing light. No, two. One red, one white. Surely a plane looking for Oissy or Orly. The next moment, I had moved, or the plane, or the tower, the lights hid behind a rib. I waited for them to reappear in the next frame, but they were gone for good. The tower had a hundred windows, all mobile, and each gave onto a different segment of space-time. Its ribs didn't form Euclidean curves. They ripped the very fabric of the cosmos. They overturned realities. They leaped through pages of parallel worlds. Who was it who said that this spire of Notre-Dame de la Brocante served— a suspendre Paris au plafond de l'univers. On the contrary, it suspended the universe from its spire. It was thus the substitute for the pendulum. What did they call it? Lone suppository, hollow obelisk, magnificat of wire, apotheosis of the battery, aerial altar of an idolatrous cult, bee in the heart of the rose of the winds, piteous ruin, hideous night-colored colossus, misshapen emblem of useless strength, absurd wonder, meaningless pyramid, guitar, inkwell, telescope, prolix as a cabinet minister's speech, ancient god, modern beast. It was all this and more. And, had I had the sixth sense of the masters of the world, now that I stood within its bundle of vocal cords encrusted with rivet polyps, I would have heard the tower hoarsely whisper the music of the spheres as it sucked waves from the heart of our hollow planet and transmitted them to all the menhirs of the world rhizome of junctures, cervical arthrosis, prothesis of protheses. The horror of it! To dash my brains out from where I was, they would have to launch me toward the peak. Surely I was coming out of a journey through the center of the earth. I was dizzy, anti-gravitational in the antipodes. No, we had not been daydreaming. Here was the looming proof of the plan.' but soon the tower would realize that I was the spy, the enemy, the grain of sand in the gear system it served. Soon it would imperceptibly dilate a diamond window in that lace of lead and swallow me, grab me in a fold of its hyperspace, and put me elsewhere. If I remained a little longer under its tracery, its great talons would clench, curve like claws, draw me in, and then the animal would slyly assume its former position, criminal, sinister pencil sharpener. Another plane. This one came from nowhere. The tower itself had generated it between two of its plucked mastodon vertebrae. I looked up. The tower was endless, like the plan for which it had been born. If I could remain there without being devoured, I would be able to follow the shifts, the slow revolutions, the infinitesimal decompositions and recompositions in the chill of the currents. Perhaps the masters of the world knew how to interpret it as a geomantic design. Perhaps in its metamorphoses they knew how to read their instructions, their unconfessable mandates. The tower spun above my head, screwdriver of the mystic pole, or else it was immobile, like a magnetized pin, and made the heavenly vault rotate. The vertigo was the same. How well the tower defends itself, I said silently. From the distance it winks affectionately, but should you approach, should you attempt to penetrate its mystery, it will kill you, it will freeze your bones simply by revealing the meaningless horror of which it is made. Now I know that Belbo is dead, and the plan is real, because the tower is real. If I don't get away now, fleeing once again, I won't be able to tell anyone. I must sound the alarm. A noise. Stop. Return to reality. A taxi bearing down. With a leap I managed to tear myself from the magic girdle. I waved my arms and was almost run over because the driver braked only at the last moment stopping as if with great reluctance. During the ride he explained that he, too, when he passed beneath it at night, found the tower frightening, so he speeded up. "'Why?' I asked him. parce que, parce que ça fait peur, c'est tout.' At my hotel I had to ring and ring before the sleepy night-porter came. I said to myself, "'You have to sleep now. The rest, tomorrow. I took some pills, enough to poison myself. Then I don't remember.'